Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. First, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, and Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. Market manipulation, I've defined it as market manipulatability. In other words, the ability to market manipulate. The question that came in with some detail was, again, the Michael Jordan seems to have gyrated somewhat in the last three months from a high in the 700s of thousands of dollars. Again, this is in perspective to something that would have been less than one-tenth of that a year before, and then dropping into the 400s with occasional sales in the low 500,000s. This does not have to be manipulation. We're in an unregulated industry, and we're dealing in many cases with buy-it-nows, public as well as private sales and auctions. And when cards go for a lot, it can be just two people bidding something up. Uh, on the other hand, if one person wins and they don't want another one, then the next one probably should go for lower. So I don't immediately think that something is market manipulation, but I'm also not so naive as to think there is not market manipulation going on and frankly has gone on throughout my complete history in the hobby. There are people that have an interest in cards. Mainly when we're talking about market manipulation, we're talking about inflating the value of a card, of somebody paying more. I guess what people are concerned about is if someone is knowingly paying more than they think something is worth in order to inflate the price, perhaps of their card that they already have or some other related card that would benefit or the rest of their collection would benefit from that. That would be a form of manipulation where you're not just strictly buying the card because you think it's a good deal. You're buying it with an ulterior motive to inflate uh, your card. So we talk about pump and dump. Usually the, the pump and dump is buying penny stocks and, uh, and pumping them up and then selling them once the price gets up there where there's no inherent value and it's a borderline scam. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about something that's being sold at a price that's higher than what it was selling before, but no one's claiming that, that the, the intrinsic value is, has, has gone up. It's just uh, what people are willing to pay. Again, it doesn't set the market. If one card sells for a price, that doesn't mean the next one has to sell for more or less. Again, not necessarily market manipulation. The market manipulatability of a card is related to the supply and demand of that card. If you have a high supply of a card, be careful in trying to manipulate that because there are going to be more coming out of the woodwork. And we've seen that. When you see more cards coming out once something hits a big price, then that's people saying, hey, I think this is now fully priced. If I can get that, I'm selling mine. Okay, so low supply might be easier to manipulate than high supply or have less uh, downside at least. As far as demand, if something is a low demand card, be careful on trying to market manipulate that because if it's low demand and the price gets up there, you may have trouble selling it. So the pump and dump, there may be no dump opportunity. There may be no, actually it might be, the dumpy might be you. That's the problem. You might be the one holding the bag when, and not able to sell at this higher price. That's not what pump and dump is. And the pump is to pump it up and then dump it at this high price. Again, if it's an older card versus a newer card, the older cards are more difficult. You can manipulate anything, but you have different exposure if you have a current card that is continuing to be graded, continuing to be released, continuing to be opened up. Be very careful. And manipulation, I, I just think in the long run, it, it doesn't necessarily work. It depends on your you know buy, sell, hold strategy. Basically, when people are talking about buy, sell, hold, they just act like it's, well, should I buy? Should I sell? Should I hold? It's very different if you don't have the card. If you don't have the card, then it's not buy, sell, or hold. It's It's just, do I want to buy this card? And if you're going to buy it, if you think it's a good deal. On the other hand, if you do have the card, so you have the card in your hand, you have a copy, then you could say buy, sell, or hold. Do I want to buy another one? 
do I want to uh, sell what I have if I think it's uh, beginning to get into overpriced territory, or do I want to just hold and, and let it ride? The interesting thing that's happened in the last year is that the fractional entities now with their limited trading, but but trading of these shares of these terrific cards allow you to buy, sell and hold of different cards because you can have a situation where you're going to increase your percentage of a card or you're going to decrease. And so you can do... Uh, fractional steps toward buy, selling, and hold. Another problem with market manipulatability is I wouldn't advise anybody trying to market manipulate something that's complicated. If you're trying to manipulate a card and you got to do a lot of explaining <laughs> of the story of the card, that may not work for you when you go to sell it. If you bid it up or manipulate it by having a friend pay more, again, if it's a complicated card that requires a big, long explanation then that may not be in vogue. Again, we're talking about different sports and even non-sports of things. Unless there's a pretty good following for a card, like I said, if it's low demand, be careful. Again, it may influence the rest of the market and the G if that sells for that. But it's pretty soon people are going to understand the statistical concept that I used to teach about is that how to recognize if something is an outlier. It's an exceptional sale that it doesn't set a new market. It's It, it doesn't really fit with the pattern. And if it does, and these new tools that enterprising entrepreneurs are coming up with for a card ladder and market movers to try to track what's going on, at least historically, you're going to be able to see that something's out of whack. It's great to see these graphs going up and to the right, but when it goes too far up and to the right, or too far up at least, uh, it should cause you to question that at least. And again, not all shill bidding is on auction. There are other shill type approaches that can be for fixed price and uh, for private or public sales. One last thing here about uh, market manipulatability is that I think the hobby keeps talking about pump and dump, but really what they ought to be thinking about is what I'm calling jump and pump. The goal is not to dump. The goal is to buy something, to jump on it, and then to pump it up. If that's the flexing, that's get the bragging rights. And so you want to tell people it's the opposite of what was done back when I was in my 20s and 30s, back when the hobby was simpler. It's just you bought the card quietly, you put it in your collection, but now you buy it when you see it, and then you tell everybody about it and how much you paid. The more you paid, the more bragging rights you get. Again, no idea of dumping it, but you're trying to establish the value. And if you had other cards, then they would be perceptively increased in value as well. Now, I'm not saying there wouldn't be a sale at some point, but that's not, I don't think, motivation of some of these current investor types. It's jump and pump. And uh, I don't even know if there is going to be a dump because they're, again, I'm hoping that many of these who have come into the industry are really loving the action, the beauty of the cards, being able to track in the sports page, all the positives that are there. Finally, like I said, there is market manipulation but it's not behind every bush. It's not behind every tree. It's not on every street corner. Again, you need a, a pretty good amount of money to market manipulate and to make it stick. Because if it's isolated, if the Jordan sales that are keep being brought up that were the world record prices for the Jordan rookies at $720,000, $720, those did not stick. That doesn't mean it was market manipulation, but it meant the market forces take effect. So many more came out. Now we see the record is 720, but the norm seems to be in the 400s, in the mid to high 400s. So be careful. As Jeremy Murray says, buy wisely. And, and hopefully everybody's saying buy wisely, but do more than just the surface recognition that the last time it sold was for X. Look at the consistent pattern. Like I said, some of these apps do and try to see, is this something I want at this price? Again, 
It should be a red flag if you have a card. And this is how I did from back in the day. If I had a card and I went to a show and there was another copy of that card that I thought was a good deal, I bought it. So I bought a second copy. So I have some nice duplicates. But if you're not willing to buy and jump on a card at the price that you have, then you ought to think about, again, unless it's really an important part of your collection, you might think, if I'm not willing to buy it, because I think it's fully priced, then maybe I should be selling. Everybody's situation is different, not calling everybody a crook. But as I say, I hope the crooks stumble. I hope they get caught. And if you're doing uh, wrong things, I want crime to not pay. (laughs) And crime does pay sometimes in the short run. In the long run, I, I don't think it does, and I hope it doesn't. So again, enjoy it. Have fun making money in the right way and uh, enjoying the this great hobby. So thanks. Be back again tomorrow.